Welcome to the TikTok Podcast. The clock is always ticking, so let's synchronize our watches and dive in. I'm your host, Callie Brigham, and I'm here to help you make time for what matters. Hey friends, welcome back to another Friday feature bonus episode. As I was thinking about and preparing for today, I had such a sense and spirit of gratefulness because I thought I get to have really cool conversations with my friends and some of my other friends and my new friends and my listeners get to peek into that. How awesome is that? What an unexpected gift when I decided to say yes to this crazy TikTok podcast that I would get to carve out time in my day to go there with some really important topics with some women that I really respect. And that was the essence of where I was when I started to think about our special guest today. So I'm going to share just a little bit about a couple professional accolades so that those of you that are ready for some quality training and meat and potatoes, you're like, all right, this girl knows her stuff. (laughs) And then she does, you know, your stuff, Heather. And then I'm going to share just on a personal note. So my beautiful guest today, Heather Bollinger, she um, is the owner of a company called Fiori. And you're going to learn a little bit more about that. She's a certified executive leadership coach. Woo! A little like, woo, woo for that. (laughs) She's an international Berkman certified professional. See, I told you guys, she's so smart, so gifted in what she does. Now, she's going to tell you a little bit more about her personal life, but her husband, Rob, and her four kids are just some of the coolest people on the planet. So gifted and talented in their own right. And here's the personal part. Heather has been a mentor mom to me. And I cannot think of anything that a fellow mom would be more appreciative of. A mom that has paved the way for you that when you have littles, my kids were babies and toddlers. And Heather said, here, friend, I'm going to hold your hand. I'm going to tell you that's normal. I'm going to teach you how to have a poker face when you have a teenage daughter, which I have put into practice way too much frequently. And to just have somebody who held you in their arms when you needed to cry and to say, and to say, this is a beautiful journey and everything's going to turn out okay. As long as you turn this over to the Lord. And point you to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So would you all please welcome to the show, the beautiful Heather Bollinger. Ah, thank you, Callie. What an honor to be here today. Thank you for having me, my friend. I mean it. And right before we started recording this, I looked back in my phone. I wanted to look at my photo memories because April 24th, 2023. So a little over a year ago, we had a really defining moment too. And we've been friends for years. We had been peers together and worked together and always stayed in touch. We were always the kind of people that no matter what was going on, we were like, your kids are beautiful and your kids are amazing. And how are you? And whatnot. But we had an opportunity to have lunch together Mm -hmm. and it was really spontaneous. And Heather, after the lunch, it was here on beautiful Pensacola Beach. You're from Colorado. So it was long way from what you're used to. (laughs) And I was getting ready to go home. And you were going to walk on the beach and you looked at me. And what I thought you were going to say was, do you want to walk on the beach? 
Well, I didn't. I had stuff to do and I can walk on the beach anytime, but that's not what you asked me. You said, do you want to walk on the beach with me? And Mm -hmm. I said, I do. And I'll never forget our conversation. And I have pictures to prove it. And I'm going to post them in our TikTok (laughs) tribe. It's our Facebook community. Because the joy that was exuding from you as you twirled on the beach. And then our conversation and how you poured into Mm me is priceless. So, okay, that's enough of my talking. Heather Bollinger, would you introduce yourself to everybody? Tell a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Thank you, Callie. That day was so much, so much fun. And as you show the pictures with my you know, jeans rolled up, (laughs) Um, coming back that day to still uh, a hint of winter in Colorado from the beaches of Pensacola. So it was such a treat to be there with you and, and then the conversation that we got to have. So it was a beautiful moment for me as well. So I am thrilled to get to be here. I, as you said, my husband and I live in Colorado. We're just about an hour north of Denver. And we have four children ranging from 23 to 12. So our oldest is, is 23, 21-year-old, uh, 18, and 12. So, and I've been an entrepreneur now for, oh my goodness, 28 years, I guess it's been. Um, so a very, very long time. And just thrilled to get to be here today to share with all of your listeners, Callie, just some of the the lessons I've learned along the way, some tips and tricks, and uh, some of the challenges I've faced and how I overcame them. And, and hopefully there's a nugget for, for the women listening. There's going to be a whole like wheelbarrow full of nuggets, I think. They're going to just like cart them away and cherish them. Because when we were deciding and narrowing down what we were going to talk about, there's so many areas of expertise that you have both personally and professionally. So I feel like I feel like guests on the show are just going to have to sign up to come back because I know we're not going to be able to cover everything. So we narrowed it down to a few things that we believe, I believe are going to resonate with so many women that listen. We sort of have this like avatar of this woman who has embraced the conversations Mm -hmm. that we've had and we want to speak to her. And so I think Mm -hmm. this is a This is a podcast about time and time has to do with schedules and schedules have to do with designing them and creating them. And so tell us how you have a perspective on designing a schedule that really has a holistic approach to so many parts of your life. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be the key for us to kick this off. Okay. Okay, Callie. Well, I first just want to say, you know, having, as I said, been an entrepreneur for 28 years and my oldest child is 23, I have been a work from home mom for the entirety of my motherhood. So I can relate to women of all stages of from single life to married with no children to babies and newborns and schedules and sleep deprived um, to toddlers and nap schedules to school age to a mixture of all of the above um, and all the way into the the teen and then college years and I can't believe I have two that have graduated from college so it's it really has spanned um, a, a wide variety of stages of life and so I just want to first recognize that I think designing a schedule that 
that works for you, you you have to consider the stage of life that you're in um, and the ages of your children. Um, for those of you who have children, the ages of the, uh, that they are, the schedules that they have, um, the different support systems that each of us have, whether you're a single person, um, if you are a single mom, if you're married and your husband's schedule, if he works nights, if he works days, if he, you know, is on shift work, if he works overseas. I mean, there's so many different pieces. So it's difficult to give a schedule that's going to work for everyone. Um, and so those things have to be taken into consideration. Stage of life, ages of the kids and the nature of your business Whatever it is that you are doing or building, if you're working in a volunteer capacity, if you're if you're building a business, it, you know, those demands are different. You may have demands that your work requires you to work nights or weekends. Um, and so obviously that schedule looks very different than if you have a schedule that you're working during the school hours, etc. So I just want to acknowledge that first, that those things all have to be taken into consideration. And when, as you listen to speakers and teachers on this topic, it's imperative that you keep that in mind because what is working for them, you can take from it, but it may not be exactly right for you. So take the lessons and then apply it to your own situation and, and stage of life. With that said, also, it's always changing. It, it's always changing. It felt like, um, as my kids were small, you know, my schedule, my work schedule revolved around their nap times as an example. And then just when I would kind of get in a groove, <laughs> it would be six months later and now we're dropping a nap or the nap time changes just a little bit. And so there has to be a sense of, of flexibility um, with whatever that schedule is. And I found that even as the kids were in school, you know, there's sort of the first semester schedule that works. And then there's Christmas break, and then there's a second semester schedule, and then the summer is a completely different animal altogether. So, um, so just to recognize that it's going to have to have some some flexibility in there. As I started to design a schedule that worked for me, um, one of the things that I had to get really clear on, and would encourage for each of you listening, is getting clear on what is your definition of success. You know, for each of us, it it can look and feel a little bit differently. And this will not only help you in designing a schedule that works for you, but it, it brings so much clarity to other areas of your life and decisions that you make. So um, for a period of time in my life, I always wanted to keep my life what I would call properly ordered. I wanted to keep my relationship with the Lord first my relationship with my husband, second, um, my children, third, and then my work. And I wish I could tell you I always did that just right. That's just simply not true. Um, there have been many seasons, and I'll talk more about that in a little bit, but seasons where I've done it really well and seasons where I didn't do it well at all. Um, but one of the, the a pivotal moment for me came, and I, I can remember it clearly. I was sitting on the front porch, and our view to the west is of the mountains of Colorado. It's just a very beautiful scene. Um, and it brings me a lot of clarity to sit on the front porch and look out at the mountains. Callie, for you, that would be a walk on the beach, I'm sure. 
I mean, there's, you know, for me sitting in my bedroom and watching dolphins jump in the Gulf of Mexico, it's not the same as the mountains, but <laughs> to each their own. You know, you know, there, yeah, I could see that, that being a view that I would enjoy thoroughly. Uh, I was going to say, when can we swap? I do want to come get a view of the mountains. You can come back and get a view of the beach. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So I was sitting on the front porch and I realized that I had gotten a little maybe sideways or a little upside down in what is it that I'm actually chasing after? What is all of this for? I was feeling um, like I was burning the candle at both ends in certain areas. I was overgiving um, in different areas of of my work or with certain people and relationships. I was undergiving um, to myself and in different areas that I said were important to me, but I wasn't that wasn't showing up in my schedule. And so I took a journal as I was sitting on the front porch and I started to write out what is success to me. And as I did that, I realized it was so much more than my professional success. It was so much more than any title, any um, accolade. And I started to write it out in some categories that I'll share with you that I think are really important. I started to write out what is success to me spiritually? What does that look like and feel like? What is success to me relationally? Uh, Those important relationships that I just mentioned, my husband, um, my children, Success in that relationship now and in the future. Um, Friendships that were so meaningful to me, my parents, you know, those those types of relationships financially. What did success look like? And my health. My health Um, and all of those as they related to my time. Right. So that my time would sort of be the fifth one, if you will. But what is success to me and how I spend my time and really live out this life that I have? Am I stewarding my life, my gifts, my talents in a way that looking back on it, I will be proud of? There's a quote from um, Jackie Onassis, and she says, if you bungle raising your children, I don't think whatever else you do well matters very much. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you're watching on YouTube, both of our faces just kind of yikes. I just, I get goosebumps when I even say it out loud. You say it again. If you bungle raising your children, I don't think whatever else you do well matters very much. And that quote just hit me like a ton of bricks because I was um, certainly trying to be the best mom I could be. But there was something in that quote that was like, just stopped me in my tracks of there's nothing else as a professional that will supersede what happens there. And that moment on the porch just changed things for me. And it, when I had a clear picture of what success is to me, 
then I could design a schedule around that life. So as an example, if my relationship with the Lord is what success is to me spiritually, where is that relationship being watered in my schedule consistently, not in the overflow, but intentionally in my schedule on a daily basis? If success to me includes a happy, healthy marriage till death do us part, then how am I nurturing that marriage? And where is the time, intentional time with just the two of us in my schedule? And you get the idea, right? So the relationships with my children, financially, what does success mean to me? And what doesn't it mean, right? Key point, when is enough enough? What, what, what's my goal here? Um, my health, again, if being healthy is a definition of success to me, where and how does that fit into my schedule? So I think, Kelly, for me, that's where, you know, I started in designing a schedule that works. Okay, so I like to take notes while I'm listening. And I have, well, I already have a ton of them. <laughs> a couple of things that stood out to me is when you said, what is this for? I mean, I think the problem is we are so overgiving, undergiving, overscheduled, even underscheduled that we mm -hmm. don't take time to ask ourselves mm -hmm. a question like that. And we are reactive to our own lives, our mm -hmm. one life we're reactive to. And to take a moment, and you know what I noticed, Heather? And I think this was subconscious. When you were talking earlier about stages and ages and nature of the business and it's always changing and you were saying that the tone of your voice was different when you started to then talk about what is success for me your tone you slowed down you were much more intentional with what you said but there was like this piece to you mm. I don't know if you noticed it but I did I noticed the cadence of your voice changing mm. and I thought how many women are in, and I call it cradling versus juggling. How many women are in such a juggling phase of their lives that they're dropping balls? They're but those weren't balls that they wanted anyways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So of course they're dropping them because that's not something that is sacred that they have room for and they're making room for. Okay, so this is gonna take a minute. It doesn't have to take years to learn. It could take a minute to ask yourself these questions. And you got started on that journey. And what else have you learned along the way? What are some strategies or some systems or even some obstacles or lessons that have come from this that has helped you? I love how you said properly ordered, because I think sometimes we say balance or harmony or we use those, but properly ordered. What are some of those things that have helped you find that? Mm hmm. Well, Kelly, I want to share to a thought that I had I, I, having four kids that have all been very active in sports and travel sports and um, and just for kids in general. Right. Just doing life. I found myself at a certain point every time someone would ask me, how are you? My like response immediately was busy. Oh, my gosh. So busy. So busy. And I remember a time where I thought I created this busy. 
I'm not trapped in this. If this is too much, I don't have to do this. We can cut back the travel schedules. We can do rec sports. We've chosen this. And therefore, I need to shift either how I think and feel about it or dial it down. And there was an empowerment, you know, in in doing that. And so I shifted what I how I even responded to say it is full and it is fun. Because it was a choice that we took this on and we did love it. But to say busy with an you know exasperated sigh act it seemed as though I was a victim to it. And I just I wasn't. So I called I call it the busy badge. It's like, mm-hmm. ooh, let me let me pull out my busy badge and show whether that mm-hmm. is bringing us, we think it's bringing us fulfillment or respect from people, or that's just how everybody is. Yeah. Yeah. My gra- I, I had my grandma on grandma Deedle. It was episode 21 and she was on and in her 99 year years of wisdom. She said the same thing, Heather. First of all, she said what an honor it is for us to, as women to be able to work because mm. she didn't have that option. Yeah back then. But second, she said, if you're choosing to do it, love it. And if you don't change it, like it's that simple, it's but so it's not, true. it's not that simple because we're not wired to think that mm-hmm. way, but mm-hmm. it is that simple when someone today like you is giving the permission to examine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I love that, Kelly. I love that. So here's some of the things that I've learned is being flexible, reevaluate often, Don't get so stuck in a rut of how you do things that when the seasons and stages of life change, that that you don't change with it. Right. Just reevaluate often. When my kids were small, I would have someone who would come into our home to help me with childcare because that worked better for me. So I would work when the kids were napping from home. And then I would have just a couple of hours of childcare. So it was financially um more beneficial to our family because it was less hours. And then while they were there, they could help with other household tasks also. So that was sort of a two bird with one stone. I would rather her um, who's helping me watch the kids empty the dishwasher so that when I'm off, I can just play with the kids. I'm not emptying the dishwasher. So just things like that, that um, streamlined our time, but we had to reevaluate that frequently asking my family what's important to them that I'm in that I'm present for. I put a lot of pressure on myself to be home when they got home from school, also at dinner, also at bedtime, also at every game. And and now my schedule allows me to do all of those things. But there was a season of life where I needed to like I had to do some evening work. And I had to ask them what was most important that I was present for. And that freed me up to um, be there for the things that really mattered to them and were non-negotiables and then be okay to be guilt-free working or spending time in other areas at times that were not that important to them. So I want to encourage you just to have some open conversations with the people that are most important to you, your husband, your children, you know, family members and, and ask them those things. 
Kelly, I think that um, there were some strategies and systems that I've implemented along the way that have been helpful. So some very practical things like we have a weekly uh, now it's transferred to a monthly because I just have two kids at home. But when all four were here, weekly was what it was needed. And I found a, a company that I got these weekly um, calendars and they were on the fridge and every Sunday I wrote all the activities down for the whole week so that we knew who was where and when when we needed to pick a child up or drive here we would do our meal planning on there so everything was in one spot that was a very simple thing that we did I've had a paper date book for years I know that's so outdated but <laughs> it, we do have a google calendar that we share with the whole family so that's helpful I can keep birthdays in there so that as my kids have gotten older they can see when grandma and grandpa's birthday is when mom and dad's anniversary is um, so but also everybody's practices and schedules and travels. So that's all on a shared Google calendar. But I personally keep a, a paper date book and have for years because I write um, my to-do list in there. And that helps me stay on track. I, I've done that practice for years and years and years. And so every day before I leave the office for the day, I write out the most important things for me to do tomorrow on tomorrow's list. So I say at night, I'm the I'm the boss. And in the morning, I'm the employee. So working from home, that's been a a key piece of staying on task for me. Um, delegation, as I mentioned, you know, having childcare in our home, but things like house, house cleaning, um, office help, bookkeeping, things like that, that I found myself being bogged down by. And the cost of, of hiring them was worth, was worth it to me to free me up to either have more time and space for the work I needed to most do, or time to be on a date, time to be with my children, time to be doing the things that I found in my definition of success. So it, that all sort of ties together. One of the things, Callie, too, that I found as, I guess, a system, if you will, I needed to create more margin in my schedule. I value efficiency greatly. <laughs> um, and so I found myself overscheduling myself. And it just set me up for failure on a daily basis because it was so rare that my schedule would go that well. <laughs> it's just most days do not go exactly as planned when there's no margin. So I learned to be kinder to myself and create space between appointments, um, create space in my day where it didn't have to be back to back to back all day long. You know, what really works for me and the flow of my of my life. So as an example, I don't hold in-person appointments on Mondays or Fridays, only Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursdays. I like to get, you know, dressed and hair and makeup three days a week, not seven. <laughs> um, and then I find for me, when I get into a flow of work, I like to kind of keep with that flow for several hours versus bouncing back and forth between different types of work. So creating margin and figuring out just the flow that you prefer 
in if you could design the ideal schedule for you, what would it look like? One of the things that I talk about is don't fight it, but flow with it. And Mm -hmm. so often we're at battle with ourselves on everything because we're either trying to do it like somebody else is doing it, or I'm guilty of that too. I love to be productive. And if I'm not careful, I will not have that margin. And then the burnout happens. And when the burnout happens, everything turns sideways, like you talked about. Everything feels overwhelming. Everything takes too much time. Everything, you know, is out of whack, out of balance. There's no peace there as well. So knowing and understanding yourself first, what is a value and then what's a value to the people around you just clears the clutter. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, Kelly. And when you have some of those simple systems in place, the one thing that I found is that things like the calendar on the fridge or setting up the Google calendar, sometimes they take a little time to put in place initially. But after that, it just makes life run simpler and easier and with less thought because there are things already in place that you don't have to think so much about, which frees you up to think other thoughts, be in other spaces, be present. Um, So I think, yeah, yes, so much to this just brings more peace overall to your life. You know, and I just wanted to speak for a second on the delegation piece, because I think sometimes we can either we think that we should be doing it or that it's our job or responsibility, or we think we're the best at it, mm-hmm. or we, you know, all of this, or, you know, it costs money, et cetera. I look back at, I did the same thing. I would have a few hours a day childcare when the kids were little and then they would have naps. So I would have another hour or two to do that. And my goal, by the way, was always to get enough work done during the beginning of nap time that I could take a little power nap at the end of their nap. That was my goal. <laughs> but I look back at the women, young women, and you know, that helped raise my children. Mm-hmm. Heather, they were so much better at some of these things. Like I am a musician, so I will have music all day long, but give me a craft and my brain just doesn't compute. I had people that have taught my children beautiful ways to create art and to do all of these things that I was just not good at. So giving them access to other people Mm -hmm. was such an unexpected gift. Mm -hmm. And it allowed me to fully be where I needed to be, not have the mom guilt because somebody else was probably playing even better with my kids. Yes. Because right? I'm sometimes half distracted, but they were not. They were all in playing with my kids. That's why they took such great naps, probably. Um, yeah. So there's a gift of delegation mm-hmm. to somebody else that sometimes we are not understanding. We're even stealing that opportunity from somebody and ourselves. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Callie. I just just this morning, I was at a coffee shop and having an appointment and a former babysitter of ours was there in the coffee shop who's now married and has three of her own children. And it is just such a gift to see her. And she's asking about the kids and the relationships. And and then here's something interesting. She remembers and I remember and I loved her. But my kids, they don't even really remember you know, they they know she was a part of their like they they have affectionate thoughts toward her, but they're just like, how old was I? Like it just wasn't 
a thing for them. They never felt felt slighted. And that is something on this side of it with older kids who can reflect back. One of the greatest gifts, my oldest daughter spoke at an event at one point when she was in high school and she talked about what it was like to grow up in an entrepreneurial home. And I just stood in the back and just wept because I I could remember leaving for an appointment and her crying and the guilt I would feel or, you know, not being at everything and the things I would feel. And as she stood up there and shared this, her reflection, she shared about what she learned watching me balance, watching me work for a goal and hit it, watching me have something of my own that was really um, fulfilling to me, using my gifts and talents, not not only as a wife and a mom, which is beautiful and an amazing vocation for all those who choose that as their primary and sole vocation, but I knew I was called to use these gifts in an additional way and that she she just felt so um, loved throughout and attended to and just all that she had learned through that process as well. So it was a full circle moment, definitely. So for all the moms listening with little ones, you know, just just keep doing the best you can. And at the end of it, I think you will you will see the fruits of of all that you're dealing with right now and and you know on a daily basis. So and Heather, that is success. That mm-hmm. is true success, Thank you. isn't it? Thank and you. And now everyone knows why you were, have been, and will always be a mentor mom to me. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Kelly. That really means means the world to me. Mother Teresa has a, a quote where she says, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. And when we think about wanting to have impact and that our life has meaning and matters, there is no nothing greater you can do than what you are doing at home. And so just keeping that in mind always, you know, everything else has a way of working out. I was speaking at an event. Uh, maybe a month ago. And, and we're talking about legacy and th- they were referring to legacy as in building leaders in your organization. And, mm-hmm. and I had the opportunity to kind of round out part of that. And I said, you know, as, as true as that is my greatest legacy right now, they are 13 and 14 year old, years old and they live in my home. Mm-hmm. And that trumps it all for me because Absolutely. it doesn't matter what else I do in my career or what else happens. I want that legacy to surpass anything else that I would ever do and whatever success they choose mm-hmm. and path they choose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been such an encouragement to us today. I hate when it's time to wrap things up, but I want to wrap things up with a couple of things. One is if there was any last words of advice that you would want to give, then you know already we've got a bonus hour Um, that we're going to give you. That's my gift to all my guests. And then lastly, for people to know where to find you, if they want to learn more about you and what you do. So, so take that away. Any last advice that you would have? 
Yeah. Thanks, Kelly. I just, I just want to be an encouragement um, to all of the, the women and men. You may have some men, Callie, too. Yeah, we will shout out to a couple people. guys. That's, That's right. right. All the guys, <laughs> too. Um, but just, uh, just to encourage you to stay the course, to be intentional about your one and only life, to pause and ask yourself the, the deeper questions, and then to design a schedule around what a successful life looks like, feels like, and is to you. So um, forgive yourself for any, any regrets or past struggles that you may have. It, it's, it's done. And let's move forward with intention and, um, and just properly ordering ordering our life. My bonus hour, Callie. I mean, here it is, Heather. It's the gift everyone's ready for when they come on the show. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I was thinking, I was like, how, how deep does this question go? But the honest, to go deep was, unless, yeah, we've had, I've heard it all and I've only had like 25, 26 episodes. So <laughs> well, mine is not that deep. It really was just like reading a book for fun by the yes. fire. Um, that's just something I don't treat myself to often enough. Um, and it's something that I really do enjoy. So I would read a great book by the fire and I would, um, probably choose one that is not a, like too heady, nothing, you know, self-development or anything. That was going to be my next question. Is it about personal development or is it just a really good, like, mystery or suspense or historical fiction or something. Okay, good. Sort of historical fiction, probably, or a, a sweet little lighthearted love story. You know, something. Life has, right. Life has enough stuff. Take an escape for your bonus hour, Absolutely. Heather. Absolutely. Well, we can now picture you on your front porch, looking at the mountains of Colorado with a good book in your hand. Well, thank you, Callie. Thank you. Thank you and I just so appreciate the time today, Callie. And the, I just respect you so much. You are a leader that I have watched lead for years with so such grace such balance. You are strong. You can be firm when needed with always just a soft heart and love for others. And so to watch you lead over the years um, has been inspiring. So I love the way you lead your, your life, your family, and your business. Thank you, Heather. You're welcome. <clears throat> and for those that want to find you, we'll put stuff in the show notes, but tell what you do and how they can find you. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Kelly, I get to work with leaders. I get to work with leaders and business owners um, to really optimize their gifts, talents, and strengths. And um, you can find me at fiori.com. Fiori is F-I-O-R-I-I.com. And Fiori means to flourish. So the name was just so fitting. So you can find my website there or you can find me on Instagram um, at Fiori Coaching. So I look so forward to connecting with uh, any of your listeners in one way or another. Just stop by and say hi or drop me a little DM if you got to listen to the, the podcast today and let me know your thoughts or any takeaways you had.
Yes, please do that. Go check out Heather. And if you are a business owner too, I know that she provides great training and support for uh, companies and their employees as well as one-on-one. So go check out my friend Heather. And Heather, I look forward to the next time that we are together. May we be dancing and frolicking on Pensacola Beach or walking through beautiful snow-capped mountains in Colorado or wherever else in between. So thank you. You're a gift, a treasure. I love you. Thank you, Callie. Love you, friend. Thanks, friends, for listening. Thank you for joining me on the TikTok podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. Your feedback fuels our mission to help you master your time. Set your alarm for our next episode. And until then, make every moment count.